Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Undrafted, a Dynasty Game Theory podcast brought to you by the Undroppables. I am your host, Gapalanger, a.k.a. Jax Falcone. You can find me on Twitter at Dino Game Theory. This is episode number 159. Let's roll. And we, happy Thanksgiving. You know, that's where we are. We're at Thanksgiving. This is a Thanksgiving show. Um, I, I remember a few Thanksgivings back. I had my friend. Jake Trowbridge on and uh, so I posted something, you know, he's going to going to quit. Jake, you're awesome. He, he was a great guest. I had a lot of fun with him. Hope to have Jake back on again, doing all those those funny, you know, he does singing videos and shit like that. Dude's awesome. So a little shout out to an old friend, Jake Trowbridge. But uh, this week I've got all of the good vibes in my life going right now. Um I wanted to be be grateful and thankful for so many things as we should be. This is we're recording this Wednesday, Wednesday night. Uh, so we're not going to talk about the Thursday games because it's gonna it's gonna drop on Thursday. But I have no idea what happens. But enjoy the show nonetheless. But uh, I'm I'm so grateful and thankful on this Thanksgiving for so many things in my life and all over the place. But I, I will tell you, I'm very grateful for the people that do a lot of hard work with us and you know, for us at the undroppables, you know, obviously my, uh, basically my co-pilot, Michael P Duncan, uh, thank you so much. And, you know, th- this whole undroppables thing started so long ago, you know, I-, I can't even tell you how long, like five years or some crazy thing we've been going four years, you know, and, and, and every year feels like the first year because we're just trying to establish, you know, what we're doing and who we are. And, and there's so many people that do so much good work and, one of my old friends who has been taking some time away from fantasy and and uh, and producing content, uh, he does his leagues. He's kept his leagues up, but you know, really stepped away, handled some stuff in his own life, and that's what we're all about, first of all. And is killing it there. But in the in the Twitter streets, one of the more beloved people there are in the world. One of my very best friends and one of my partners here at the undroppables joins me today. And I know many of you listening who, uh, who are on Twitter, some of the OGs out there, I can, I can hear you wondering who that is. And y'all know it's Jake B the Beezy. 
BZB, one of my very, very best friends, joins me again today. He was on this show at the very beginning. He was there mm-hmm. to help me launch this show. And I am so grateful mm-hmm. to have the great Jake B-Song joining me. Jake, BZ, what's up? What's up, brother? It is great to be back. It is great to see you. It's great to see your success from when I remember starting like this show with you way back. Man, that, that was Gabe Davis, dude. That was one of our very first conversations where we, you and I were like, careful. He's, that he's still, yeah. Maybe some things haven't changed. Yeah, he's haunted me, brother. I, I, trust me, I hear it all the time. I know. But um, yeah, I, I still remember that, that that conversation from way back when, man. And it, it's great to be back. Uh, dusted off the mic. And, you know, I'm excited just to kind of be back in the studio again and just talking with you, brother. Yes. Well, you know, for those who do know BZ, they already know. So to know mm-hmm. him is to already know. For those of you that don't know, <clears throat> BZ is a, a portfolio player, one of the best dynasty portfolio players out there. Um, he's a real G he's proven everything that he is as a fantasy player in the streets. You know, he's a, he's a street fighter. He's shown it. So everybody that's played in the league with BZ absolutely 1000% is nodding along with me right now. That, so that's who he is in that regard. And in terms of a content creator, pretty fun on the mic knows his shit about football and has a really unique perspective on things. So I, you know, following up on the heels of Scott Connor to get, uh, busy back here and to be able to talk dynasty and some of this strategy with you is a treat and i look forward to it i know the listeners are going to look forward to it as the tryptophan starts kicking in you know and i'll get to all that and a little bit more right after this Yeah, dude. And, you know, following up on Scott Connor, man, that's a, that's a big shoes to fill right there. Like he's a, he's a smart, smart individual. And, you know, I, I, I don't think I've had a chance to get into a league with him, but just listening to him talk and the way that he, you know, uh, breaks down his own thoughts, thought process on, you know, whether it's rebuilding and dynasty and everything. Um, he, he, he knows his stuff, man. So it's, it's good stuff. Well, I'll tell you, uh, I, I got a chance to play in a league with uh, with Scott, and the league that uh, I'm in with him is the Dynasty Game Theory Invitational, and it was a league that I wanted to really kind of get the p- best possible minds I could. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I, I literally, you know, it's not a crazy high stakes league, but it's a high stakes in terms of like the competition level is kind of ridiculous i mean you're talking graham barfield and jj zacharyson pat corain like justin boone like it's kind of crazy boone yeah booney i I, I love boone dude he's a he's he's great that's a great guy one of the very first uh fantasy football content creators that i followed yes Um, and i had i had an opportunity to play with him in uh one of the scott fishbowl it's the very first one i got in so he was kind of like our head dog yes and he's a great guy, great, great. Of course, he he's Canadian, but he can't help it. He's he, that's how they are. Um, <laughs> speaking of not great guys, I mean, Nate Liss is in the league. Love Nate, uh, but Danny <laughs> Kelly, like of the Ringer, and and I will tell you, first of all, this year I'm undefeated, eleven zero. But right behind me is Ooh. is Mr. Scott Connor, ten and one. He's absolutely a legit dynasty player. Um, you know, it's unbelievable. Uh, Nate List, by the way, last year went wire to wire, won the whole thing undefeated. Fucking jerk off. Wow. Yeah. Jesus H, man. Could you, you don't see that very often? No. Oh, dude. If you, especially in a league like that, like <laughs> no. that's like you're, you're shitting on people for the next 10 years on that one, dude. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? You can never win a ship again and you could just write off this. Yes. And so I'm 11 and 0. 
knock on all the wood, but I play Scott. He's great. Yep. Knock on a lot of wood. But I, I, I tell you what, I can guarantee you. Well, I don't know about this. They may have tuned in to hear me just brag about myself. It's No, 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 no. I can guarantee you not one person tuned in to hear me wax poetic about my my beautiful Dynasty Game, <laughs> game Theory Invitational League. They came here to listen to me and you talk Dynasty, so let's do that. Um, I want to start right. off the top with you, brother. Sad news, man. You know, I mean, look, you're from Massachusetts. You're a masshole like me, but somehow or another, the dark side got you and you're a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. Even yep. still, these two things make you happy as a Steeler fan, Mark Andrews and Joe Burrow, but they definitely do not make you happy as a dynasty shareholder. No, no. There, that was um, that was definitely one of those weeks where you watch teams just get swept right out from under their you know other feet, and now they're scrambling. Like there has been Joe Burrow and Mark Andrew trades going on everywhere right now, man, and it is wild. Yes. So speaking of those Mark Andrews trades, I love that you're in, by the way, tell the people how many leagues you're in dynasty leagues only. Uh, 45. He cut down from 50 something. I, I, I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds stupid, but yeah, I did. I was like, I got to cut it back a little bit. I'm getting too many. No. <laughs> T- Tuesday wild. night is like a real fucking, he stays up to like four in the morning doing waivers. <clears throat> Oh, dude, my 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 uh my shit before bed is like three hours long just because I'm just sitting there going through and trying to figure it all my way. It's crazy. It is crazy. It is. It's too many. Like I wish there was, you know, and, and maybe sleeper will come out with this for portfolio players, like a way to kind of they they're they're tapping on the door because you have the thing where if you have a player, you can click on their name and like yeah, you know, go to every other league they're in, which makes it kind of uh, quick. So like you know, this was the the Browning week. You know, you could just click on him and you know click his name and it shows where you where he's owned in every league you can just kind of hit you know but it'd be kind of nice to i don't know it's it's hard it's it's, it's a lot it of is, work it, it is it's definitely a lot of work man like running these leagues and, and just trying to like whether you're like being competitive is probably the biggest thing because if you're if you want to win a dynasty league you need to be on the ball in your leagues and be yes. watching every single move that's going on and yes it's a lot uh, but you know what though it's kind of like my escape from reality. Yeah. So it just gives me stuff to constantly look at and just play with in my head. Yes. Um, and, and they're not all contenders. You know what I mean? There's some that I'm just stripping down and just having some fun with them and uh, trying to rebuild them back up again, you know? So yes. it's uh Well, some of fun. them have higher stakes than others. Some of them are sure. like whatever, you know? So you probably have a couple of like, I, I, I think I might even be in a couple free leagues, you know, that we started. Uh, they're only the ones that were started on COVID are like that. It's like, and yeah. we've switched a lot of them to like smaller stakes leagues because we started like, I don't know how many leagues during COVID. Oh, you know, dude. Like you probably did 20 startups. I bet that. that oh, there was more than that, dude. It was like, it was like literally like every, every other day somebody was sitting, you want to do a startup? Okay. And you'd just be sitting there for like hours just drafting and you're just like, this is awesome. Yeah, it was and kind then, of awesome. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, like you actually get into the season and you're just like, oh shit, you know? And you're like, what <laughs> yes. did I just do? There were, there were um, some advantages to be taken because of that, because there was a lot of people just like, what am I doing in this league? Afraid to like get out. So you yeah. knew they were out of it. It made the leagues a little thinner. You're like, oh my God, I can, you know, not unlike the gauntlet I had to face with these, you know, savages. It's like a few people sometimes, even industry people, and you've seen it, you know, but you said something that's yeah. so cool, man. You're like, this is my escape. And I know that many other people listening were feeling the same way when you said that. I know that that caught a nerve. Certainly did with oh, me. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, this is what it is. And that's, 
kind of what you speak to a lot of times when I'm talking to you is like you catch the essence of what this is really all about. So I, I appreciate that yep. perspective. Right at you, man. I got you. So in, in a lot of your leagues with Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews is an interesting um, case study because he's basically the wide receiver too. You know what I mean? He's like the, yeah. the second most, you know, uh, valuable tight end to have from here on out. And now he's not, you know? And so if, you know, and a lot of smart players, if they're not contending are looking to try and attain Mark Andrews. So if you're in a league with other smart managers who aren't winning, sometimes that's an oxymoron. Sometimes it's not, you know, sometimes the people who aren't winning are kind of there for a reason. And, they don't really come after your Mark Andrews, but you you're in enough leagues where you've seen Mark Andrews traded. Uh, what are some of the, the, your favorite moves that you've either made or the types of moves that you've made with him or seen with him that, that you really think are, are smart. Well, you know, it's like with, with any, with any, um, whenever, whenever you lose like a player of Mark, like with Mark at, Andrew's caliber, um, you're, you're really struggling to find somebody to replace that. So the big thing that I do is that I go to all those teams that are like, you know, two and 10, you know, uh, whatever it is, they're, they're at the bottom of the field and I'm going to scroll up their tight ends. Now there's a couple tight ends that these guys usually have Trey McBride that tends to be a big one on these teams. Um, you know, Jake Ferguson, like, yeah. you know, it's, it, it's, it's kind of like these guys that are like, they're not, um, they're not like elite tight ends, but they're they're doing enough and, and they're viable enough every week so that you know they're making some they're making waves. So, you know, with Mark Andrews, like I've seen some people trade Trey McBride straight up for Mark Andrews. Yeah. Which I, I don't hate it. I yeah. really don't, because I, I think that there is a world where Trey McBride really kind of starts to level up here into that yeah. potential top five range. It's an okay um, bet so, to make. It's probably you know, to say that they're equal value now, no. But they're also, if you're talking about trying to win a championship and you could pick one, it would certainly be Trey McBride because he's going to score positive fantasy points as opposed to zero fantasy points for the rest of the year. So for the rest of this season, certainly Trey McBride greater than Mark Andrews. The question really becomes at the beginning of next season, where are they? And during the middle of next season, where are they? And the, the, the Mark Andrews for Trey McBride trade straight up is about the bet that says, hey, even if you know I don't win this year and even if Trey McBride doesn't solve my problems, there's still a world where his potential upside gets me maybe all the way to Andrews, but certainly close enough where this was all well, well worth it. Absolutely. And, you know, again, I'm kind of one of those players, too, where like, yeah, you want to you kick the tires and see what you could get from Mark Andrews. But, you know, again – Everyone's going to play the he's an older tight end game. And, you know, this I don't want to give up this and this. So, you know, my biggest strategy is is really, again, going after those those teams that don't have a lot going on. And I'm looking for tight ends like Dalton Schultz. Right. Like I'm looking, you know, I'm looking for, you know, even a Taysom Hill. Like it doesn't sound but Taysom Hill has been killing it this year yes and he's been i have him in a lot of leagues and he's just i'm popping him all over the place yeah so i'm trying to look for and if i can get Taysom hill for a third and a fourth or something like that whatever it is just to get him on my team fuck, dude that's what i'm doing and i'll yeah. just pop mike right margaret andrews and wait till he comes back and his value starts to increase again and go from there but i, I totally um, love this because I, I i was thinking the same way as you when you mentioned the mcbride trade and you know, there were some ideas of, hey, maybe this is an opportunity where I can pay up and get a Laporta, you know, who's, who's right. killing it. Uh, maybe I can add a little something to Mark Andrews and get Laporta. 
Um, you know, maybe it's a piece, you know, a Marquise Brown and a second and mm-hmm. Andrews, give me Laporta. I don't know. Maybe the guy's like, fuck it. Let's go. You know, I get two, yep. two assets. Maybe that's worth it for you. All that. Right. So I understand those trades. I like those trades, but I found myself kind of trying to solve the problem the way I always solve problems in dynasty on the cheap, you know, Hey, where's the value at where, cause paying up for Laporta or paying up for McBride or, you know, even even as you point out, Ferguson, people mm-hmm. aren't necessarily letting those guys go so easy. But Taysom Hill, everybody's afraid he's going to turn into a pumpkin. Dalton Schultz, they're unsure, right? So, yeah, I'm with you. Hey, go after the guy that can solve your problem. Maybe a Jawan Johnson could come on right now, uh, and he could probably be had uh, pretty inexpensively. He hasn't, you know, pleased anybody lately. Um, so there's players like this that you can say, okay, they're super low value. I can buy them on the cheap. And if, if someone's going to try and just absolutely, you know, bend me over for, you know, my Mark Andrews crimes, then let me just go the, the, the entire other way and not let that happen. Yeah. And, you know, he, and here's another name for you, David and Joku. Yes. Um, you know, like for whatever reason, Deshaun Watson doesn't like him a lot, but man, his backups love him. I mean, <laughs> right. Torian Thompson Robinson was like. 15 targets or something like that he had. Yeah. I mean, it was just insane, dude. So if he's going to see that kind of a, you know, a target share, then he's a great buy and you could probably yes. get him. You could probably get him fairly cheap. Like some people say, Oh, we're going to want a sec. Now you could get him cheaper. Yeah. Um, and then Dalton Schultz, like, I don't know what more this guy has to do to, to prove that he's a, a good tight end. Like he just produces, he produced on Dallas. Now he goes to Houston. He produces and I, I like, there's nothing wrong with him and you can get him like, a hell of a lot cheaper than most other tight ends because everything's everybody thinks he's going to disappear too. Hey, one of your guys, Pat Fryermuth, boy, I don't know if he's a uh, buy or a sell. I mean, he's probably a buy. Uh, I kind of feel like he might be a buy because maybe his value started to dip a little bit, but it's real hard with that offense. And, you know, with, yeah. with everything that's going on at Pittsburgh right now and, you know, great, they fired Canada. Excellent. Like, I think that was a very good first step. But now here comes the biggest thing, right? Is Pickett the problem? Like, we're right. going to see real quick how Pickett adjusts to this. Right. Um, and then you got Deontay, the, you know, he's a target hog, you know, get yeah, Pickens out there. Muth, I think it's a, I, I think I would kick the tires on a trade for him. I don't want to go cra- crazy and pay up like some people at the beginning of the year, people were going for a first for him. And I'm yeah. like, no way. Yeah. But um, if I could get him for like a, a late second, I would probably dabble with that just because, yeah. I mean, what are, what are you going to get that range anyways? Yeah. Well, especially in tight end premium. He's a, he's a gamble. He's a, he's a, he's a wild card because, you know, we sort of had him as the tight end two in that class behind pits. Um, he showed a lot. And then all of a sudden, look, these tight end injuries, for whatever reason, like Dulcich has been out the whole year. He's mm-hmm. multiple. Oh, dude. Right. It's like, what's going on with him? It's like Jelani Woods is out without any news. It's like, what's going on with him? You know, it's like, oh, there's a lot of this stuff. You know, Ertz and, the, you know, these tight ends tend to be gone for quite some time and, and it's troubling. Um, but in any event, you know, Fryermuth, you know, was sort of that guy. He's just lingered on IR. You know, I don't know. It just he he never felt right all season. I think you're right. The the yeah. offense has been a problem. Fryermuth, though, I think is just sort of a buy low in general because his value really couldn't be lower right now and his his sort of I perception. Agree. And I agree. And you know, it's like I said, you do you, you have seen 
what he brings to the table because he has had some pretty big games with Pittsburgh. So he does have that ability to uh, to be a receiver, to be an effective receiver. He's out there running the routes. He's going up and, you know, wh- whatever they need him to do, he can do. Um, it's just a matter of how this offense adjusts with Canada out and how big of a piece is Friar Muth going to be. Uh, is he going to be the number two target? Is he going to be the number three, the number four? Like, that team has a lot of offensive they got a lot of mouse they're feeding right now yeah. so until we see that kind of breakdown it's a little hard you know while we're at i got a couple other tight end buys i would recommend in dynasty if you're looking to solve the mark andrews problem and still haven't no big deal don't sweat it don't panic take your time you don't have to do it in one <laughs> week you just have to do it before your trade deadline if your stupid league has one or before you know, you need to win a winnable game, you know, a playoff game, a win and in game. If you're fighting to stay in the playoffs, you got to evaluate whether that's a, a win now team or maybe a rebuild team. Maybe you, maybe you sink in around Mark Andrews and fall away. You know, if you lost Burrow and Andrews, look, don't try and solve all your problems. This ain't your year. I mean, yeah. unless you can do so on the cheap. That's why I say that, because sometimes you pay up all this stuff and then you still don't lose. And now you're worse next year. You didn't win yep. this year. You're worse next year. So be careful at falling in that stinkhole with those players that get hurt but if you're not there if you are looking to buy some uh tight end production how about Jonu smith Jonu smith (laughs) has been involved in every goddamn game and he's outplaying kyle pitts he's an electric athlete uh and (laughs) arthur smith seems to love him and then i'll throw one more at you how about logan thomas logan thomas sees a tremendous route participation and snap share on his team on a team that's always fucking losing because that defense is the worst goddamn defense in the world. So you're almost guaranteed, you know, a game script that's going to work for Logan Thomas. Now he's not the greatest player. He's getting old and that's why you should be able to buy him cheap, but he could have some blow up games and he gives you some floor. So if you're looking to plug the, the hole in the boat, Logan Thomas and John Smith do that with enough floor and moderate ceiling i mean they can make some big plays here and there they're both athletic so i love those two as as sort of you know very cheap ads absolutely john o. smith man like the uh, i i love john o. smith coming out i thought there was big things ahead for him i just never thought it would be like next this. to kyle pitts and yeah <laughs> in atlanta dude like when they signed when i when they signed him i'm like oh god man there goes his career yeah and then here we go dude he's like a freaking top five tight end half the time every week and i'm like what in the hell is going on here? <laughs> what in the hell is going on? Is right. It's unbelievable, really, uh, when you think about it. But you know that reality is what I think has has really suppressed his value because people are mm-hmm. thinking, oh no, he's the second thing. He's just a bullshit. And remember, he sucked. And you know they're just tied to their priors on this one and can't let go. And and honestly, if I'm a losing team, I may just want to get off that because I've seen him be uh, you know not successful too many seasons for me to just be like, well, all that's fixed. Let's just, you know, so if I'm not winning, I'm, I'm just fine turning him into a couple thirds or something like that. I mean, obviously I'd love to move, you know, into a second. I mean, seconds are so much more valuable. So anytime you can move, you know, I I think there, well, let's talk about this. What do you, Oh, look, my God, this is a tangent waiting to happen, but the, you know, I thought about seconds are more valuable than thirds. And a lot of people say, well, Puka Nakua, take Dell, bro. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I, I hear myself telling myself that. And, and yes, there are some outliers. And when I say outliers, I'm just saying in the third round, but if you go back and you look at your third rounds over the years, there's not a lot there. 
You know, it's like it's it's it's, it's doo doo, man. It it really is. It's bad. You know, you Um, think it's good when you're picking, but once you turn around backwards and look four, three, four, five years down the road, you know, back at it, you're like, oh, those that fucking third round is atrocious. Yeah, it's. You know, so here the, the, I, I kind of I, I was kind of thinking about this where um, I feel like this year because we've had like the Puka Nakua, yeah. Um, you know, even like a guy like Michael Wilson, yes, who's kind of like catching some Dude, steam. What a class. Like, I, it, 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 it was a great class, and I feel like it actually bumped the value up of third yes. rounders and fourth rounders to the point where they're actually like you're better off kind of selling them in a sense, you know, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you're going to get more back for them now. Um, it's rare, man. You know, and w- when I, when I come into a season, especially like, you know, with these rookie classes and stuff like that, like the first two rounds, like I don't give a shit, man. I know what's going on. I know the players. We all know the players. It's pretty straightforward. The, 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 the meat of it all is that deep diving into those spots where no one else is looking. And yeah. you're trying to pull out those guys like a Demario Douglas, yeah. right? Like right. Demario Douglas. I had, I was popping him on my teams right after drafts, dude. And just yes. taxi squad him. Boom. Um, you know, again, another guy, Keaton Mitchell. I mean, yeah. we, we kind of talked about him a little bit, Um, you know, and when you see this, it, it creates a false sense of mm-hmm. like, this is always the way it's going to be. Yes. And it's, it is not, man. We have just gotten lucky that some rookies that have gotten gone later in drafts have just hit. Yes. And they hit harder than most probably ever will. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, 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 you know, famously Terry McLaurin came, you know, from a lot of rookie thirds or whatever, but look, it's not that common, you know? And so I agree with you. I think when we look at, you know, this, so for me, like if I can give up two thirds and, you know, to get um, Logan Thomas, you know, I mean, uh, to get to a second when I'm making that trade, you know, in other words, if I can say, Hey, look, I'll give that up. I'll give you a third in Logan Thomas. You give me a second, right. You know, in Mm -hmm. other words, I'm going to get, I need a second. You know what I mean? Like, cause if I sell for a third, sometimes that can be a little light. Now in in that case, when you feel like thirds are light, just get multiples, you know, just get a bunch of them, you know, because then you can at least say, all right, now I've got, three shots at this garbage you know and, exactly. and with, with three shots at the garbage and and if you're if you're buying oftentimes you don't give a shit about multiples like i'm looking no. I, you know it's funny i did a little research on my on my draft picks and stuff i don't have very many future thirds because i am using them as currency when i don't value them as much i value seconds right. and first i don't ever like getting rid of those but i'll sort of just be like you know, this, this, and a couple of, look at the thirds in there, you know, <laughs> like, oh. and people yeah. kind of look at it and go, ah, that's pretty good. Look at the thirds in there. You know, it's like, it just adds like a little bit of like, you know, sweetener on top. So I'm always looking at my thirds. I'm, and of course I never have enough. So that's the other thing too, on top of that is if you can make a trade, bring three thirds in. Now you've restocked the shells for, you know, for those things to add value to some other trade to help you get it done. If that makes sense. Correct. Absolutely. And you, like I said, man, it's uh, the, the third I, I've, I've gone through and looked at some stuff and I mean, you'll find some weird guys like, you know, you see a Sam Howell. Yeah. I mean, Sam Howell is going in the third a lot, right? Yeah. That's not even like a, a Desmond Ritter, you know, I mean, they, they became starting Davis Mills was like the start of this whole thing. Yeah. Right. Where, yes. um, so, you know, do you get long-term success out of them? Not usually. No. Um, so well, it's just like it, that it's, one draft class, Matt Corral, Desmond Ritter, Malik yeah. Willis, you know, all these guys, yeah. most of them were dog shit. It, it should have been that Sam Howell was dog shit too. If you remember though, bro, the year before he was like 
going first overall in yeah. the next year's mock drafts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like yeah. not not um, NFL fucking mock drafts. Like they were like, oh no, he's a top five NFL <laughs> prospect, and then he goes in the fifth round the following year. I, I was so. Yep. I mean, maybe they just had too long a look at this kid, and they and he is somewhat flawed. He's not perfect, right? His size, cool. his size is a little bit. You know, I heard someone say he looks like Baker Mayfield, and I was thinking in the face, but even just in the stature, the the sort of arm length, it, it is the face too a little bit. But like he did kind of resemble the shortcomings that Baker Mayfield, you know, showed that didn't succeed. You know, so I I can understand it from right. a from an NFL scouting spot, but the fifth felt egregious. Yeah. I mean, you know, his, his, my thing with him was it was always his processing, you know, the, the field, right. He, he takes too long to figure out where he wants to go with things. Mm. And he, he takes a ton of sacks. Now his line is not the best, but a lot of that can be avoided if he just had his reads better. And, yes. you know, it's just more, uh, it just got the ball out without yeah. running around, trying to dick around and do something with it. <laughs> yes. Um, but again, again, too, like I think we've seen some anomalies, and, and Puka will become the the poster boy for this in the future, right? Yeah. Because we still don't know what this kid's going to become. No. Um, I I myself had I was pounding it, twenty six shares of Puka coming out of my drafts. Like, wow. I was freaking stoked. Yeah. Like when you when you win it when you win a ship and you get Puka at the four twelve. Yeah. God damn, you are feeling good about life, right? Yes. But that's like, that's such a, a false sense of security because now you're in your head, you're kind of going, well, look what I got in the fourth. I'm a freaking pro scout now. Yeah. And you're going to go next year thinking you can do the same freaking thing. Right. And then you're going to whiff for the next that's 10 right. years on your fourth round picks. Bingo. So, that's so know, smart, dude. That's exactly it's, right. It's, yes. You, you have to, you have to like, thank, thank the fans. I'm a pro scout. God. Yeah, that's right. I'm a pro scout. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're just, you're a total dickhead and you just think you're this awesome guy. And then you sit there for the next 10 years, picking fourth round picks and not hitting on a single one on be like, yeah. So, you know, we got to think that we, we, we make the make thank the fantasy gods that they, they, uh, they let Puka come out and, uh, and do what he did. Cause it definitely added some value into these picks. And I, I'm not going to lie. I'm taking advantage of it as much as I can right now, because it's, it's there. I, I, you and I did a trade. I, I, I mentioned on the pod that I sold yeah. JSN for Puka. And I think I gave yeah. you a future second and get, got back a future third or something like that. Right. So Correct. Like, yeah. I paid you a little bit of profit and nobody that we know liked it. Everybody thought you won the trade and, and I, I'm okay with that. I, I, I don't disagree with them so much. I, I I've, I've mentioned that it's a winning team for me. So I was buying production. So mm-hmm. for me, you know, the value between Puka and JSN, I felt was even, and I wouldn't have made that trade in a vacuum, but the the profit from second to third was so that I could try and win uh, because yeah. my calculus was that Puka would outscore JSN or certainly projected to outscore JSN for the rest of the season. Any person would have taken Puka straight up to outscore JSN from that point on, you know, with, with straight money. You know, no one would have taken the, you know, yeah, you know what I mean. It, it wasn't an even yeah. money bet, so I, I was happy to be on that side of it, and that's where the profit comes from. And if we strip away all that, you and I still had a conversation with each other, but with ourselves and and, and it, at large about what we thought about these two players and whether mm-hmm. or not we think Puka is has staying power. We're gonna get yeah. to Tank Dell in a moment, but I would ask you. We've never seen anything like Puka, uh, but do you think he has staying power? Do you think this is legit? Do you think this is real? 
See, the, the hardest thing with Puka is, is like, I just feel like this kid just walked into like the perfect storm. Okay. You, you, you get drafted by the, the Rams. You've got an offensive minded coach, you know, with McVay, um, who typically goes out and finds the guy that fits specific roles in his system. And Puka fit that Robert Woods role, like a glove, like it was all there. Um, and then all of a sudden you have Cooper Cup go down and there's no one else on this roster that you're going, who the hell is Matt Stafford going to throw to? Now, Stafford's a gunslinger, so yeah. he's going to go out there and he's going to drop. He's going to he doesn't give a shit. He just hauls it. Um, and Puka just he was 15, you know, whether 12, 15 targets a game, just getting lit up. And, you know, even when Cup came back, you know, you could see they could both be productive, but they're they're Puka is productive when Stafford is back there. Yeah. So it, it, my biggest question would be if something were to happen to Stafford, which it did. And we saw Puka's production drop big time. Um, you know, would Puka be able to do this with another quarterback? That's, that's my biggest concern going forward. Yeah. I, agree. I, I think he could be, he could be a wide receiver too. Yeah. Um, but he could also go down to a wide receiver four real fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know? I think that's I think that's fair. I think he's, you know, I think it's it, what you're basically saying in in another way is that it's very unlikely that he's just a perennial wide receiver one going forward. That that's fair. Correct. I agree with that. <clears throat> it's actually you know, unlikely that any of these guys, including JSN and any of them, are wide receiver ones perennially going forward. Yeah. Like that's kind of I the agree. bet that we were talking about on last week's show with um you know, with Scott that I had a conversation with Jordan McNamara about. We referenced that conversation about basically betting against this region, this this sort of idea that <clears throat> the guys are going to take the, the 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 leap from where they are now to wide receiver six in dynasty. Right, probably not going to happen. You know, no, you you see the true alpha real early in their career, and you can just kind of like tell who's going to really kind of be that the next big thing. Like, you know, like you're Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Um, minus having to be thrown to by Zach Wilson. Like, you know, I get yes. a different story, but when you see a guy like Garrett Wilson out there doing his thing, even though he may not be producing as a wide receiver one currently, yes. you see the upside there every freaking game. And that's what you want to be investing in. If you can, uh, especially during times like these, where there's that little bit of a dip, you might be able to get a little something, something for him. Yeah. That's right. No, I, I totally agree. Um, I think with Puka, you know, I said it, you know, I think he's sort of the floor is like Chris Godwin, you know, like, yeah. like Chris Godwin, you know, is never not going to be like, oh, he's, you know, he's really good. Just put him in the slot and he's going to win. You know, he's going to win yeah. there. And yeah, if you have a is. good enough quarterback, he'll be okay. I think Baker certainly does not qualify as good enough quarterback. You know, I mean, Nobody no. like he's literally bottom five or whatever. You know, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, Jake Browning or whatever his stupid name is. Like, I'm talking about all starters are healthy. He's not, you know, he's not a top right. 20 guy, you know. Um, so he's a bottom quarterback. Like, but, you yeah. know, you put I, it's like right now, like the way CJ Stroud is playing. It's like you put any guy in the system like Noah Brown, you know, it's like, yeah. well, what if what if Puka was in place of Noah Brown? You think that would work? You know, it's like, of course. You know, it's not like, oh, no, I'm not sure if he'd thrive in that system. It's like, no, I, you're not saying Puka's not the real deal. You're saying that, hey, what what's going to go on over there? You know, because yeah. what's going to go on with a guy like right now, and I'll jump back to these guys, but what's going to go on with a guy like Jamar Chase? Now that Joe Burrow's yeah. got another big bit of news, what do you think about this? Because, man, I, I've got a couple of Jamar Chase um, 
you know, spots. And in both cases, I'm a dope team. And it's like, wait a minute. Mm. That's kind of like my stud. Can I even think of him that way? I have a few where I'm the, I'm the same exact boat, brother. I'm like, like it's a, it's definitely stressful. And, you know, you're trying to, I'm trying to talk myself into it's going to be okay. Yeah. But do we really know that? Right. So I guess the best way we can look at this is, you know, Chase is That's an right. elite wide receiver. You know, yeah. he, he, he is, he is the, the typical, like he is that elite. If there's a, if there's anybody that can do it, you're betting on uh chase or Jefferson, right. That can do this. So if they keep, you know, if they keep it, you know, short, they just kind of, you know, Browning hyper targets chase, you know, yeah, uh, that's you the know, idea. five, 10 yards down the field and let him do some yak work and let him get him, you know, make some plays on his own. You might see it, but if they're thinking of if, if we're thinking Browning's going to push it down the field. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, we're we're in trouble there. So we're I would trouble. say you're probably going to see you're you're going to see a, a dip in his production in terms of yeah probably like you won't see as many hundred yard games. Right. But we could see like a lot of like you know seven to eight catches for yeah. uh, seventy or eighty yards. You know yep. what I mean? And maybe a touchdown will save your day. Yep. So that's kind of the way I look at him. I, I, you know? I agree a thousand percent, and that's how and you it hurts. Look. Yes. It hurts. The you ceiling see that. has been chopped off. There's it no has. more. It has 12 catches, 230 yards, three touchdown games in the fucking cooker. He's no longer no. that guy with the fucking holy shit. Did you see what Jamar Chase did upside? Because there is nobody attached to the ball on the other end. I totally agree. The floor is lower. The ceiling's lower. And you're just hoping for like volume floor. Just give me volume yep. floor. Listen, Browning, whatever your name is. <laughs> right browning whatever your name is that's your new fucking name you know listen chief feed the boy right you just just hyper target the shit out chase i mean it's your best bet dude like yeah. don't get cute you don't know what i mean cute. like but in that offense as a whole like if you're going in that with any piece off that offense into the playoffs like even like a mix man you got to downgrade them all oh yeah uh it can it cannot feel good right now to have anybody off that team with burrow out of there so Totally. I mean, I think that the, of course, yeah, the third, the tertiary pieces are the worst, right? Like all the other guys are like garbage now, like, because there's just no upside. Yeah, of course, there's going to be some volume plays here and there. I, you know, and watch, of course, this week they'll go out and like fucking he'll throw for 330 and three touches. But, you know, you can't, you can't expect Browning to all of a sudden be a top 10 passer in the NFL. It's just, it's not reasonable. It certainly could happen here or there, but yeah, that's what we're looking at. So I totally agree. So if, if we agree on that, what the problem is, is that the market probably agrees on that. So, but here's the thing, like I have a hard time selling Jamar chase at any sort of a discount because of this situation. Yeah. I mean, right? it's, it's, it's the same thing with Justin Jefferson, man. Like yeah. it, you can't, I was just actually looking at this, right? So I have a team, I have a contender that's like ready to rock and roll. I could use like maybe a couple upgrades here and there. Right. And I'm looking, I'm going, I have Justin Jefferson on my IR. Mm. Like, do I go make a freaking push after like, uh, like, uh, you know, um, uh, Garrett will not, not even a Garrett will CD lamb, AJ I, Brown, Tyree kill. There you go. There you go. Yeah, um, some guys I'm, who are producing, who will produce, who are still right there, but you could probably get those guys plus. That's Holy what I'm shit. saying. So, God, like, is that worth you it? know, I don't know, man. It's so hard to do. It is because you know the problem is is when Burrow does come back, that's an elite connection that yeah, you're not you going to see it, everywhere. Yeah. yeah, you're going to look at it and be like, man, I had that fucking guy. What did I get him for? You look down and you're like, oh, whatever guy who's not as good as him, but pretty good. And then a bunch of nothing. You know, I was like, "Why did I give yeah, him?" Exactly. You know, it's the yeah. nothing. So you need something of substance. That, that 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 like if you said, "Oh, 
I'll, I'll see here. Uh, what's a, what's the perfect amount to go on top of one of those other guys? Like, you know, maybe like a meaningful, like a Trey McBride, you know, yeah. if you can get like yeah. Trey McBride or, you know, something like that, like, that feels like a lot. I mean, obviously Laporta is, is slam dunk. He's another elite asset, but someone there in that, that McBride area or like, I don't know. Um, I don't think a DJ Moore even does it necessarily. You know what mm, I mean? Like, no, it's not enough. No, it's not. It's never going to feel good. It's never um, going to feel good. I don't know. It's hard. So if someone overpays, I guess do it. Like Laporta and CD Lamb for Chase. I guess correct. It's like, yeah. Okay. I fine. would probably say yeah. Well, let's do it. Yeah. Um, you know, if somebody's like, I've had a couple. I I had a rebuild um this year where I had this draft that I came out with and I was like, uh, I probably was too confident in what I was doing and I just drafted like shit, man. My team was god awful. I looked at, it, I go, what the freaking hell is this? And <laughs> Um, I ended up, uh, I ended up packaging Tony Pollard and chase and I actually like sold uh, on a big deal. Um, it ended up being, uh, uh, I think four first Jamari Gibbs, Drake London. Um, there, there was a, it was a massive package, man. I went all out and I just said, Okay, I, I, that I can work with. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. let's shape shift it. I think Jamari Gibbs, then, Jamar, Jamari Gibbs, massive package is the leader in the house for the uh, show title. <laughs> Jameer, yeah, he just fucking called Jamir Gibbs Jamari Gibbs too, which I love. Jamari like, he Gibbs spelled yeah, it did. in his mind. He was like I Jamari. Did. I did. Oh, <laughs> Christ, just call Gibbs the the, the big package. The big Gibbs, package, Jamar, massive Jamar, package Jamar for Jamari Gibbs. Jesus, let's do it. I, Gibbs. That's his motherfucking name from now on. It, it's better anyway. Jamari. I love yeah, it. This, this is what this is, what, dude. I've been up since three two, so sometimes it's, it's going to come out. I'm going to say some shit, you know. <laughs> I love it. Um, but love you know, it. you you do get attached to you do get attached to a guy like Chase or Jefferson. Absolutely. It's really hard to move on from him. And, and um, but the, the the lesson there though is that you fucking you did it. You know, like you got the you got to get the the God package sometimes for those guys. And yeah, if you're mm-hmm. going to get something like you said, like you know. Yeah, that that's the type of return you're looking for when you sell. Yeah, maybe you sell two players too. You sell like Chase and a running back, and you just get all the shit, all the first rounds, all of the, all of it. Just give me it all. Give me all the stuff. Yeah. Give me and, everything you got, and we'll and we'll work it out after. And let let me ask you if Tank Dell were part of the massive package, but he was kind of valued where he is right now. You know, which by the way, I don't know. I I actually watched Scott and. Um, Ray Garvin on their show, it, it it aired just before our show recorded, right? So I just kind of peeked at it, and they were talking about Tank Dell and where he's at. And I have him at I have him at uh, wide receiver fourteen in my dynasty rankings. Okay. Not not ashamed. I was like moving him up, moving him up, and I'm like, every time I looked at someone, I was like, I would just do the. Would I rather have Tank Dell? Like if if I if I put had Tank Dell and someone said, Hey, here it is, DJ Moore, good, swap it up. No, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, no. Yeah. Right. So I just kept going up past guys. Like, and it was, I get to like Drake London. And I'm like, uh, wow, that's interesting. But yeah, no. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. I was like, wow, that's so above Drake London. And then it was basically, I put him in the, he's in with Puka, Jordan Addison, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Right. And that's kind <laughs> of where he's at in keep trade cut. And I agree with this, by the way. I like this when they mentioned it. So he's in that 15 range. I would ask yep. you at that value. When you are getting a, a package back and it has Tank Dell in it at that value, are you excited or skeptical? Oh man, that's a that's a hard one. Like I, right. I, I think in some ways you would be ex- ah, man with the way he's playing. So good. It, so here it is. Here it is. 
you've got you've got a uh, a young wide receiver attached to a, a quarterback that is just going off right now, that is just playing out of his freaking mind. And this is a two rookies. Like you're thinking, this is your this is the foundation of your dynasty right here, right? Now, I did, did Tank. You know, Tank did go down. And he he went down the draft a little bit, not where yeah, everybody, but. It was round three. I was going to say, I thought it was like round three or round four. It was three, Um, thankfully. And Stroud, Stroud wanted him. Like he, he he was his, that was his boy. Yep. So I think I would be, God damn (laughs) it. I think I, I I think I, I think I would be excited. This would be one of those ones where I guess if I, if I had Stroud and I was packaging this together, I would be freaking stoked. I'd be like, I got my foundation lit. Um, But, you know, again, too, I, I do question, like, I, I unfortunately do not have a lot of Tank Dell. It's yeah. just somebody that kind of slipped through my fingers. I also was heavily invested in Nico. So it wasn't like, you know, I was trying not to get too crazy on stuff through drafts. Yeah. And uh, and Nico's fine, too. Nico could yeah. be a player. He's He's got some skill. He, um, he does. But I like Tank moving forward. It's just going to be interesting to see um, if Stroud's Stroud's hot streak keeps going. Um, he looks like the real deal. Can he continue to do it every game? We'll see. That's right. Um, yeah. You but, never know, right? You never know. These things, you know, we have su- we're such a we're victim of small sample size, you know, and yes, we, are. We, we can't help it. It's not our fault. It's that the game is a small sample size game. That's what it is. You know, the yeah. best receivers in the league get five to 10 targets. Yeah. You know, like five to 10 times the ball even goes in their direction per game. That's nothing. No. So like, and you know, yeah. It, well, it, it was, I'll, I'll throw out a quick example of like the small sample size stuff, like Keaton Mitchell, for example, right. When he came out, he had his big one thirty one game and he had a touchdown and, you know, and then it, people just all of a sudden, like his value, like if you had Keaton Mitchell, all of a sudden he went from being, uh, a bench warmer to people are a asking wider, uh, running back too. Like, yeah. 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 Like, listen, I, I, <laughs> I got, I got a rebuild. I, this. Yeah, I, 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 this, <laughs> this made me giggle a little bit. I, I actually have a rebuild and I had Keaton Mitchell on my bench and this kid offers me um, a 24 second and he offered me like Leonard Fournette for Keaton Mitchell. Yeah. And I'm like, well, look, I, I don't want Fournette because it's not going to do me any good. I'm kind of in a rebuild. And so I'm like, give me a 24 third. And he's like, uh, he's like, I don't know. He goes, it seems like it's an overpay. And I'm like, he goes, do me a favor. He goes, throw me Zach Moss. Done. Yes. So I saw Keaton Mitchell, a guy that we got off the waiver waivers for free for a 24 second, which is probably yeah. going to be right in the mid range. Yeah. I'm ecstatic with that because no, there's, there is, there's worlds like again we talked about this. They're not all going to hit. They're gonna they're gonna burst. They're gonna show something, but then they could completely disappear into the oblivion. Um, and if you get a chance to cash out on it, there, there it go. is, right there. There you go. Um, don't even there think, you don't go. think twice about it. So this is this is the gold right there. He dug. I dug it out of him. I dug it out of him. But that's yep. it. You sell those running backs. Great dynasty players. Great dynasty managers make moves like that. You gotta, you know. Last week, um, Scott Connor said there's there's advantage in the uh, what did he say? What was the fucking? Oh, there's edge in the in the activity, right? So if you're act, yeah. if you're active, then there's an edge in that, and so yeah. that's what you you were you were active, and you said, hey, I've got this Keaton Mitchell hot potato in my fucking hands, I don't need it, and its no. value has spiked. So 
here it is. Someone just take it for the fucking whatever it's worth. Like, it's fine. I don't even, I'm not trying to rip you off. Just take it. Oh, a second? Sure. Da da da. Magic, magic stuff. All of a sudden, second and third, you got some of my shit that's never going to be worth anything ever again for me, ever in my life. I don't even care. It's gone. See you later. And the beauty is, I've got the second and a third. A second and a third plus this and that all of a sudden becomes a real fucking dude. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah, 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 you, yeah. You know, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could actually, well, ask, oh, I got Zay Flowers. Or you're like, what? How the fuck do you do that? Well, I sold the Keith Mitchell and the fucking thing. Then I got this plus that. And I next thing you know, I got up, you know, and you're like, that's how you do it. Yep. And like I said, if that say that second rounder is my 206 oh. and there's a, there's a target at 201 that I'm like, you know, hot and heavy for, man, yeah. I'll take that 206 and that third that I just got and I yeah. will send that to that 201 and upgrade my player because you always want to try to get to that level of where, you know, we all have our elite tiers and like how we break down our drafts. Yes. But, you know, there's a point where once we reach like this past year, it was like 204, 205, where I was like, eh, that's my that's where I'm stopping to unless my guy falls i'm not right. really looking past that range yes um i'm always trying to move up as far as i can so yes. that's why you want those multiple draft picks because it can help you move in the league yeah, of course i was telling people to not worry and just stay where there are late in that second round and just take Jaden reed or marvin Jayden mims reed, baby so yeah. far you're welcome on Jaden reed sorry about marvin mims but it ain't over for marvin mims let me tell you it's, it's not, not even close it's not no. over for this kid I am, I am, I, so most of that range, which I ended up having quite a bit of at, at some point, just cause I had multiple seconds was Jane Reed, Marvin Mims and crazy enough, Sam freaking Laporta Absolutely. was following right there every day. Um, and, and so it's like that value that you were getting back, especially with a Jane Reed where he's really starting to, that's in my opinion, he's the best damn receiver on that football team. Yeah. Um, he he is just he looks great, and now that they're utilizing him, like coming out of the backfield and stuff too, like Whew, they're getting yeah. creative with him. Like there, there's a now, and especially with Aaron Jones out, like yes, there is a there is a big opportunity for this kid moving forward. Like yes. I I think I've gotten about six shares in Dynasty over the last few weeks that I've just been trading with people and almost using him as a add in like right my target this is my target give me jade reed and we got a deal you know yes. so I'm like okay um so <laughs> i love i love that kid too man he's another one but I, him and tank are both uh are both players on the rise and i, I love them both because i like i said tanks attack tank gets the edge because of cj stroud but jaden is a hell of a player too yeah jaden reed i have to move him up i have him too low i'm not sure where he's at keep trade cut but He's he's got to be moving all the way up here. I mean, you know, like if if you look at in Dynasty, I mean, I'll, I'm going to use a little tier of players like Deontay Johnson, DK Metcalf, Chris Godwin, Terry McLaurin. Those guys are all kind of in a, you know, in a thing. Maybe you could say decaf, <laughs> decaf. DK Metcalf decaf. is worth a little bit more. That's interesting. He has been decaf lately. Yeah. Uh, you know, not quite full fucking Metcalf. He's been decaf. Uh, it's fucking great. Um, but. <laughs> Those types of guys, I think he, you almost want to move him ahead of all those guys. I mean, maybe he's in there with Deontay. He's in there with Deontay, maybe behind Deontay. I mean, he's way younger, but he's profiling as a player like Deontay. He, well, there it is. That's you. I think you just nailed it right there. Like he profiles like a Deontay Johnson. Like yeah. he is an he's he's a great route runner. Uh, he's got great hands. He's quarterback friendly. Like he can, you know, he's, he gets out there on his routes and he's seen Jordan love moving to the right or scramble wherever he's going. And he adjusts his routes to, to, to be where he needs to be. Wow. Um, he's, he's just a, 
he's just a, he, he, I think he's going to be a phenomenal wide receiver. I think he's really going to kind of stand out as that. I was never a big Christian Watson fan. Right. Romeo Dobbs kind of is who he is. Like he's right. going to have a touchdown. He's going to have a couple of receptions, but he's not going to boom. Right. Jade Reed has a chance to be that boom. Yeah, like, their volume player. Right. Correct. Yes. And he showed some prowess around the goal line. And as you point out, these rushing attempts, you know, if he's somewhere between, you know, Curtis Samuel and Debo Samuel, oh, some Samuel, um, he's Jaden Samuel now. But yeah, if he's somewhere in that Curtis Samuel to Debo range with rushing attempts, you know, that that adds a lot of value. I mean, it added a lot of value this past week, three rushes for like 30 or 40 46. yards plus a touch. Like that's yeah. 10 points, baby. Let's go. That, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like it was, it was just a, like I, when I looked at the score and I'm like, Okay, like Jade Reed, what how's he got the, where he doesn't have any reset? Well, he's <laughs> oh. three for 46. I'm like, damn, they got him coming out of the backfield. Let's freaking go. Like, yes, I love that kind of utilization, like that creativity. Like, like, if when you have a guy like that, like, and you use him like that, that's the kind of that's the reward you get. So, I hope we see that moving forward. I hope that just wasn't like a one game thing. So, I'll put you on the spot then Deontay Johnson or Jaden Reed in Dynasty. You get that you get the oh. offer. Deontay. Someone sends you your boy from Pittsburgh, Deontay, straight up for Jaden Reed. You know, neutral team. It's maybe a, a fringe, you know, contender. It can win or whatever. It's fine. Just a regular old team. Fifth place. Um you know what? I oh boy, that's tough, man. That is a hard one. I think I I, I think it it if I if it was me now, I probably would go. I think I would try for the upside with Jaden Reed. Mm, um, yeah, it's, it's there. It's really it's hard. There, yeah, it's there. It is, and 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 I think the thing that is always going to throw you off a little bit, like Deontay is a again a great player. Mm-hmm. He's a volume player, but again, too, I just I, I'm also kind of skeptical on how this whole new offensive coordinator thing goes. Yeah, so I don't really know what's going to happen. Like, is he just going like he's kind of been on a drought lately? Um, you know, he's had a couple games down a row where he's not seeing any kind of volume. So it's, it's been bad. Yeah. So, you know, that might be skewing a little bit, but I think I want that hotness of Jade Reed just because Deontay's like got 28 too, by the way, BZ. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, is he that old? You can, you can check while I ask one more guy too, because if we tier, if, is he 28? I'm going to find out right now. Okay. When, when, when we tear up a little bit, you know, if we go to the next sort of rookie up there, I would guess that that's Zay Flowers. You know, we, we talked about the um, Dell, Puka, Addison, in JSN tier. Okay, let's just get that one out. I think Zay Flowers is the next guy back there. Is Jaden Reed knocking on Zay Flowers' doors, or would that be an easy smash that you would, of course, accept Zay Flowers straight up for Jaden Reed? Um. For, I, I I absolutely think Jaden Reed is creeping up on his on his doors. There we go. Uh, Deontay Deontay's twenty seven. Um, I there think Jaden Reed is coming. That's that's becoming much closer. Yeah. Um, you know, we're 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 gonna see what Zay Flowers is really made out of, made up here coming yep. up with Mark Andrews out. Like they got to have somebody to throw to. There's got to be a wide receiver one. If Zay Flowers isn't that wide receiver one, there's a big problem. Like this is it's, it's it's huge. Jaden Reed is already kind of pushing himself out as a wide receiver one for that team. And they're they're and they're scheming volume for him now. Like they're scheming plays for him. That's big. Yeah. Zay Flowers, uh, we got to see it first. I, I think I would I think I would go with Jaden Reed's kind of moving up above Zay Flowers for me a little wow, bit. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. I appreciate that because I'm I have him close and I'm like, wait a minute, am I even crazy to consider moving Jaden Reed that much farther up? I 
I, I, I hear you loud and clear. I think Jaden Reed and Zay Flowers are a lot closer than we'd like to think. So, yeah, there it is. I think he's in that – he's definitely in that wide receiver two uh, in dynasty conversation. You know, whether he's, you know, in the top 20 or not, that's a whole nother spot for him to move up. But I think he's in the top 30, and that's where Jaden yeah. Reed is right now. So, you know, when you're moving – if you're making a trade, you know, you, you can absolutely – sort of use yesterday's value to see tomorrow's value. Guys like Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin, Marquise Brown, Debo Samuel, Christian Kirk, that whole sort of, you know, uh, range of players, it likely is valued even or at a higher rate than Jaden Reed. But maybe, you know, you could make something happen where you send some things back and forth. You get rid of, mm-hmm. rid of one of those older guys, replace the production now. And and get yep. a lot of future upside in Jaden Reed. There could be some stragglers to this value, I think, because I even I, the, you know my rankings would have misled you because I had him too far down because he's just skyrocketing. Yeah, no, that that's it, dude. And I I know I kind of recognized this about two weeks ago where his just value was not going up with what his production was. So it's like, all right, let's start to throw out some gambles here. Let's let's start to and I was just tossing him in trades and it was great, man. People were just boom, boom, boom. Um, I do like Zay Flowers, but I think people get caught too caught up on the names and they get yeah. caught up that he was a first round pick and Jaden Reed wasn't. He was a second round pick. And, you know, Zay Flowers is like, you know, he got talked up by all the analysts. They get it sticks in your head of the name of the player too much. And you just have to look at what are they doing for me and what can they do for me? And, you know, Zay Flowers isn't really doing much. And Jaden Reed is uh, starting to make a big move here. So I'm, I'm going to go with the hotness. Yeah. And I, I just, I just took a look at this situation on keep trade cut. Just keep trade cut ain't the fucking Bible, but it is a crowdsourcing this, that, and the other. I don't know where the values all exactly come from. There can't be that many losers on there voting all day long, but one way or the other, they're they're They've, they've got a ranking. Okay. And a lot of people are in there fucking around, but he is up 35 spots. Jaden Reed is, uh, but he's only up to wide receiver 36. My, my argument would be that he's moving up, you know, much faster than that. The way they have him grouped is he's in the group behind, but with George Pickens, Christian Kirk, Terry McLaurin, Mike Evans, Marquise Brown, Rashi Rice, Jahan Dotson. The fuck out of here, right? So, like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, don't hate my boy John, man. <laughs> I, 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 we 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 go to war with Dotson, baby. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Dotson what guy. the fuck are we talking? I, I, I love Come on, guy. bro, you would smash that. Yeah, Jane I probably Reed. would. Yes, of course you would. Now, I, now, I, I definitely would, and uh, of course you would. Even I, though you, your I, heart I, would hurt as you did it, but you'd do it. But you know, there's just a lot uh, there. I think he's going to climb yeah. a lot of that very, very quickly, unless you know he throws up a stinker because. Dynasty is fickle now, but I, I really think yeah. from what we saw pre-draft and why you were drafting in pre-draft, you know, is why we're excited about what he's doing in this offense. And, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. He's not even getting a full route share. It's, it's really like he's kind of getting the JSN treatment, you know, where he's playing 60 ish percent of the snaps much in the slot, but he's he's ramped up a little bit in the last couple of weeks, and as you point out, the, the rushing stuff. So for me, like he's ahead of almost – well, he is ahead of all those guys. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, even further up, you know, they, they, this one caught me off guard. Nico Collins at wide receiver 24. You and I both love Nico Collins. I, that's I a love bit, Nico, That's a bit man. rich. It, it, it's definitely rich. I, I, um, I, I, do, I do love me some Nico. You know, he yeah. projects as that – that X receiver out there for me. I, I think he's, I think he, again, it, it's, it, I've seen it like with him and tank. It's like, 
Tank goes off, Nico is usually kind of like the the five for 50 guy. If Nico goes off, Tank's usually that four for 46 guy. You know, like they kind of go back and forth. So yeah, I think Stroud can both elevate both of them in a game. Absolutely. Um as long as Noah Brown is hurt. As long as Noah Brown is hurt. Because if Noah Brown plays, he's obviously the alpha going for 100 million. I mean, what the what the what the hell did where the hell did Noah Brown come from all of a sudden? Like just absolutely wild, man. Like Dallas that's like the last name. Watching Dalton Schultz and Noah Brown fucking kill it. They're like, what the fuck? I, that, no, Dalton Schultz still blows my mind because yeah. I had quite a bit of them just from Dallas. And then, you know, going to Houston, I'm like, ah, crap. Yeah. And I'm th- in the offseason, I'm going, I got to get an upgrade at tight end. And here, here's Dalton Schultz just manning my tight end role all the way through, baby. It's crazy. You know, yeah. let's go. I was dunking on Dalton Schultz the whole offseason, and now I've just got to kind of eat it a little bit because C.J. Stroud is just that good. He's making – I mean, you know, he is an elevator. You know, he's elevating everybody around him, so I, 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 can't, I can't imagine. Let me get yeah. to the, the elephant in the room. Um, Kenny Pickett. Um, oh. You know, I know you Pittsburgh losers are all going to say it's Matt yeah. Canada or something, you know, some sort of guy <laughs> who stands on the sideline and nobody even liked. It's because they, they had some guy on the sideline that nobody liked, and that's going to fix it. Am I right? I mean, that's the hope. Yeah. Any Pittsburgh fan like myself, you know, we're hoping that we're going to see that Kenny Pickett that came out in the preseason firing away and looking great and, um, you know, whatever. But you know, there there is a reality. Like, I, unfortunately, like my 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 love for my home team, um, it drove me to go after Pickett a lot. Not like a crazy amount, but I do got a lot of shares of Pickett. Sure. But um, you know, there is concern there. You know, he doesn't seem to be able to uh, elevate that game to really make that o- take that offense into a you know another tier. Um, yeah. It's very just dink and dunk. It's very bland. There's just defenses don't respect them. You know, um, thank God we got Jalen Warren back yeah. there, just kind of keeping defenses honest right now because what a stud. like. Yeah, dude. I mean, I that was another kid that just you were slapping off waivers, and here you go again. And he's another kind of guy where people are getting excited about these later round picks because he was pretty much not on anybody's team for. There's another a one months. where there's there's edge and activity because you know Jalen Warren was one of those hot you know names, but if you were ahead of it before he was the real hot name and you're like oh Jalen Warren you know what let me let me fucking trade his ass onto my team you know so it's 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 transactions like that you know getting Puka Nakua as soon as you saw the pre you know preseason stuff and you know you're like this guy was a fourth round rookie pick maybe I just send a third and get his ass and you're like oh look at that I got another share of Puka and and then he hits and then you're like you know what I actually think he's good I'm gonna trade a second and get him and so forth and so on all of a sudden you know when you're ahead of it and you're making you know uh, when you're having activity you can sometimes take advantage of those edges. So there is edges in the activity. I love that. Uh, Hail to the King, Scott Connor, great, great line to go uh, with yeah. Iron Bank and all the other ones we have. I, I love that one. And and now Jalen Warren, do you think his role expands? Because I kind of yeah. think it will. And I think I that's one of the things that maybe he, Canada was criticized, among other things, that maybe you know someone who has more, um, what do you want to call it, eyes, uh, will, uh, will, will change going forward. Yeah, I, I I think that that could be a big one. I mean, everybody everybody in Pittsburgh loves Najee. He's like you know he he's a he's um a team player. Yeah, uh, he's great with the team, great with the coaches, great with the fans. We all love him. It's just he's not 
what everybody wanted him to be. He's just right. kind of a, a grinder. Maybe a, he gets his touch. Like if he doesn't get a touchdown, you're fucked, right? He he was great year one because he had big Ben targeting him friggin' yes. 10 times a game, but we're not seeing that. Yeah. Warren is a completely different running back. Warren is explosive. Yeah. Like you give this kid a, you give this kid an inch and he's going to take the entire damn mile and just go. Um, he's effective in the run game. He's effective in the pass blocking game. He's effective in the pass game. Like, there is not a lot he can't do, and when he gets space, it, it, it he is he's a kind of like a he almost again I, I've heard this before. I think it was I think somebody said uh, he's kind of like Tony Pollard, right, with his efficiency. I was just where, about you know, to say, like, what does Najee Harris sound like? I said on the show last week. I think Zeke, it's where you might have. It sounds like Zeke. It's the that, Zeke Pollard that, thing okay. over and again. Yeah, yeah. Except yep. without and a quarterback. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. So you know, I, I'm. Warren kind of feels like he's actually one of those players now you can't get cheap anymore. Like, no. unfortunately, people are onto that. You're you're paying up a little bit more than you probably want to. So, um, I'm I'm kind of off that, but I have him where I need him. So exactly, that's all that no, no, really. yeah, you can't get him now. Yeah, it's over now. No. Like now, but, it's it's he's just too damn expensive. I wonder. I'm gonna peek at keep trade cut. You were gonna say something though, but while I do, oh yeah, yeah. Well, wait, wait. Where you're looking at this? I I had to go back. I had I had to look at a at a draft, and I just had I had to give you a quick a quick brag for a second here because I just want I want to read this to you real quick. You ready? Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna know it real fast. Yes. All right. Bijan Robinson one three. Yes. Yes. C.J. Stroud one four. Fuck. Are you are you ready for this? Because it, it gets better. <laughs> oh, no. I know what this is. Oh, you know exactly what this is. Sam Laporta, 3-1. Oh, no. Jaden Reed, 3-3. Three, three. Oh, my God. Puka Nakua, 5-3. Oh, shit. Dude, that that was... That was that's a 10-man league. Two, that's two, a 10-man uh, dino game. Yeah, start yep. three quarterback, 10-team league, two tight end start, and you still got... That value on Laporta is ridiculous, dude. That's that's uh, you know, it's just funny because I was looking at this team and I'm just sitting there because we're as we're talking about it. And uh, this has been one of the teams that Shit. I started rebuilding. I went into rebuild last year and said, "Fuck it, I'm all out." That's yeah. the draft that I came out of it, and now I'm nine and two. Um, on but like that's how quick if you. If you can hit your drafts just the right way, you can absolutely skyrocket your team real yes, fast. Yes. But this is this is an anomaly. This yes. is not something that happens every year. Like I got flucky as shit. Yes. With these picks right now, and I'll be honest with you, like it, it could have gone any way. Um, it, it just fell to me, and you could have had. Where- um, as it turns out, you could have had Anthony Richardson and Stroud. If you made the trade with me, if you remember, no, you were trying to trade me for the Bijan. You wanted but, but the one no, three, I, right? But I exactly because because I thought you were going to take Bijan and I was going to take Anthony Richardson anyway. So yeah, yeah, and you you were just like pick. <laughs> yeah, because you're like I don't give a shit which one you take. I'll take the other one. I'm fine. Well, well the, the yeah. thing that threw me off about it was Bryce Young went. So I'm like CJ Stroud's there. I'm like I'm happy as hell right now. Like yes. it's one of the two I'm getting. So you know I was go so ahead. pissed off. I was like for sure he's taking one of those two. I'll take the other. You know, and I'll figure it out from there. That the Bryce Young going 1.01 in that league just absolutely threw us for a loop. And yeah, I was sure like, did. I was like, what do I do? I've got the 102. I, 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 I can't pass on Bijan. So my brain was fucked because I could have passed on everybody else to take Anthony Richardson. I was okay with that. 
I was okay with him at the 102. But I was like, Bijan, I can't pass on him. I can't do that. So I got to trade back to the 103 so that someone else can either pass on him or take him because I do need the quarterback. So I'm okay taking the quarterback. And I was like, I was just, I'm like, fuck. So I took Anthony Richardson over him, leaving you Bijan at 1.03, which doesn't happen very often. But when you when you can nope. start three quarterbacks and – yeah, it's an Huge. interesting league for sure. So it, yeah. that's, that's why it's so interesting. It's just the way that that the dy- dynamics of the league work. But I just remember talking to Dan Brown about that. And I'm sitting there and like, Dan's like, is Jack setting you up for a trade? I'm like, he's saying he's going to overpay. And I'm like, I'm, I don't care. He, I'm making him pick. And Dan's like, he's sweating his freaking nutsack off right yeah. now. He's all stressed out. And I'm like, I'm not giving him in, man. He can give me whatever he I wants. I was stressed out, man. I, I, was I know like, you were. I think yeah, because that was the other. Oh yeah, I was I was paying you. I was trying to buy the one hundred three straight yes. out. I wasn't trying to move back. You were That's right. I was like, yeah, give you. me. I want them both. That's what. Yes, of course. you did. So I was like, yep, yeah, that- here's all the stuff. What do you need? And you're like, no, I'm good, man. I- Gucci right here. Yeah, that, that's one of my because I heard you say it on one of your one of your episodes too. You were talking about that. I think it was JJ Zacharyson, and yeah, I was dying laughing because I'm like, dude, it's that was one of the funniest moments I think I had all year. Was that they're that, so fun that moment? Yes, they are so good. And I just just knowing you're sitting there freaking stewing. Like yes. I knew you were sitting there, you were sweating, you're getting all pissed off. You're like, the fucker won't give me the 103, and I'm like. I'm like, just do it. <laughs> I should, I should have bought it. it. You know when I should have bought it was pre-draft. Now in hindsight, but like, because you would have given it to me, not given it, but like you'd have sold it. You were like, because it's like Bijan, A. Rich. You're like, all right, well, I gotta, yeah, I gotta choose between Stroud and Bryce. And at that point, if you remember, you know, even though our pre-draft stuff, we were all over Stroud as the quarterback one yeah. for real NFL. For real NFL, there were issues with the the landing spot, the fact that he didn't mm-hmm. go 1.01. Stroud wasn't the slam dunk. Don't let anybody tell you. I mean, he was definitely no right there. But you know, right. we we talked about him as a possibility as still the QB one in the class in fa- in fantasy in dynasty because of the uncertainty of Anthony Richardson. So we had that conversation. So he was right there, but he wasn't a slam dunk 1.01. Long story no. short, is after the first two, if you go Bijan and Anthony Richardson, you're looking and go, um, yeah, I, I'd be happy to sell that pick potentially, especially if I can get some a bunch of value because a little yes. bit of uncertainty there, right? Hundred percent, dude. I, I if if that had been the case, I definitely probably would have sold that pick. Um, yeah. It just it just worked its way out where, yeah, the, the mean, pick <laughs> increased in value in one no. click of a mouse. <laughs> one click of a mouse. Yeah, that's what it is. It just went completely haywire. Like my I, dude, I almost flipped over in my seat. Yeah, like, that's how crazy it was. Like I, I, I was, I, it was unbelievable. So. Yes. I just had to, I had to bring that up for goal old time's sake, dude. It was just one of those leagues I was just looking at when we we're talking about all these rookies and stuff like that. So, you know, busy another league that we're in together that I've referenced on this show. And of course it's funny because all right, a, a little precursor to that league. Isn't it something you're in enough leagues? 45. Mm-hmm. I think it's enough. Your wife is mm-hmm. texting me right now. It's more than enough. She just, she's in the green room banging on the glass yeah. more than enough. She said, um, but but um, we're in enough leagues. When you play with guys and gals, you learn quick who's good at this, don't you? I mean, yeah. and that's a long way of me saying that you're good at this because I get in leagues. And I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, because you don't know. You don't judge people like going in. You're not like, oh, I bet he's great. You just don't know. You're like, I don't fucking know. I mean, 
whether someone can talk about being good or not, that's a different skill than being good at it. I don't fucking know. But then I get in leagues with people. I'm like, no, that motherfucker's good. And you're one of those motherfuckers. Yeah. You're good. But isn't that cool? Right back you at you, Ron. Isn't that cool? It is. You know, I, I when I when I always look at my league, my, my first thing I'm always looking for is, uh, you know, the little gold, uh, the little gold tag on somebody's yeah. name. Right. Like, I want to see who the champ is. I want to take a look here. Um and and that's it, again you'll you'll find the players real fast and you'll see who's going to be your your uh you know term you know at terms another one yeah um uh d brown uh Polly, you know chalk of course nick freaking dickhead yeah um i hate nick you know like yes we had him him and i had a 45 minute argument on freaking <laughs> saturday on a trade and we're both yelling at each other like we're we're texting but yeah. we're yelling yes and i'm like <laughs> I'm like, stop trying to shake me down, yes, fucking cheap fuck. <laughs> you know what? He's he's hit me back. He's like, you're shaking me down. And then the dickhead pulls out the calculator and shows me the calculator. I'm like, do you want to play this game? And I sent him one back to, dude. It was it was hilarious. Oh, we did get so it. We good. finally got we finally got a trade done. And but we were both arguing. And he's like, can we put this to rest so we can enjoy our Saturday? <laughs> that's shock and that, that that's where it the is. chalk squeeze comes from man you sure know yep. i love it you you even it was so good when we made that jsn puka trade you sent it to me and, and you said don't don't try and squeeze me you know you were like because you know <laughs> yes. that me and chalk are always going to do the chalk squeeze another bit yep. of dynasty game theory 101 is just always squeeze the deal a little bit if especially if you're not you know married to the deal like you know if, like if you're buying, I say this all the time. If you're buying a player, you're buying Jamar Chase. Don't get cheap and be like, no, I don't want to put the extra second in there. Just fucking put the extra second in there and get Jamar Chase, you idiot. You know, yes, that's not the time yes. to worry about the extra third. The other guy should be squeezing your ass because you're getting fucking Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. So when when someone yep. is buying, squeeze their ass so that they get. You know, uh, just give me a couple thirds, bro. This is bullshit. I hate this trade. I don't want to do it. If you give me a couple thirds, I'll fucking do it, you jerk off. You know what I mean? You say something yeah. like that, they're like, all right, I got this guy right where I want him. Two thirds and I'm done. And you were done on anyway. You were going to do it. But, you know, now you squeeze a couple thirds or whatever the case. And when you're buying, don't don't let a, a single third or something like that stand in your way from making a good trade for yourself. But talk. Yeah. I, hey, you'll love this. I, I was starting the, the, the big game, right? Which okay. is the new, the new, uh, you know, uh, relatively high stakes league. I did this off season, and we, we mentioned a little bit on the show, and it's it's great. And my buddy Chris is in it, you know, and and he's like, "Dude, get chalk. I want to play chalk." I said, "No, <laughs> yeah, hell I no. Like, I don't want to play with him. I don't want. We're in we're in no leagues together because we hate being because he does all my moves. I'm like, fuck you." You, you you're you're stealing all my my moves. Get out of here. You know he's too fucking good. I don't like playing with him. So yeah, it's like that. You know, I mean he he. He's good. He's 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 so good. And 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 listen, like I'm not gonna him and I bust each other's balls in every league we're in together. Like it's yeah. bad. Like I can make the best trade in the world. And you know, for example, I traded Joe Mixon, Tyler Lockett, and in return, which was it, it, the concept of it was funny. But I got Kenneth Walker. I got a bunch of different draft picks: a second, a third, cut like three thirds, a fourth. I got all sorts of like this kid just unloaded. Like, yeah. on I mean, I'm like, I'll take it. Like Kenneth yeah. Walker for Joe Mixon right now is like, yeah, give me it. That value's <laughs> right. there. Um, so I'm rebuilding. This kid was obviously crazy enough. He has a worse record than I do. <laughs> 
which yes. I don't just understand. Just a bad player sure. making a bad play. That's all right. It happens. He but, doesn't listen. But, don't worry. Know, he's not listening. Don't worry. He's, he's not, not listening. listening. No, he, yeah. he's not listening. But, you know, of course, here comes Chalk with, hey, Beasy, did you make sure you got the lube before he freaking jammed it right in there? You know, and <laughs> right. he, he he knew the deal, right? Right. And I'm just like, it's, it's every freaking time, man. Like, him and I are just like, and then when we get into a, like, it's with you, it's same with you and me, too. Yes. We'll sit there. We'll talk. We'll have a discussion. And the first thing I'll say to either of you two is do not fucking squeeze me. Yes. Like I know what you're gonna do. Like you just get it out of the way with. And and I you, still I'll still your, I'm still gonna squeeze you though. Um, but you did. You I did. did. You squeezed I, me for a 25 third for JSN. That's I what did. you did. I did. And, I, you know, I told I told Chalk too. I sent it to him after. I said, look, I squeezed him anyway. <laughs> yeah, you did. And the only reason I gave into it is because one, I wanted to get that deal done. And yes. at that point, I'm like the 25, like the 24 third made no sense to me because I'm like, I'm getting your second and you're getting my third. 25 literally third like, good. yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. Something you, in a different but you know what though, Beezy? Uh, I send it to Chuck not to make fun of you, but rather to prove the point that even though yes. someone knows about the squeeze, the squeeze still works because it does. of course, and it works on me too. If I'm trying to make that deal happen, the extra a third from a, a year from now, it's like, all right, fine. You know, all right, fine. It's just a little bit extra and it helps you gain a little bit of value going through. So it's, 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 it's the right move to make. And a lot of people hear this and think maybe like, I, I know the other side of this argument is like, you know, you have bad relations. We don't have bad relations. No, They're great fucking relations. <laughs> yes. It's each guy is trying to win all the time. Everything's an edge. And, and if you're giving up all the edges all the time, you're probably not that good at this. Just to be honest with you, right. you might think yeah. you're good at it. You might be good at player evaluation. You may be pretty good at setting your lineups, but you're not great because you're missing. I always say too, it's like, you know, if I, if I, if someone gave me a penny on every transaction, you've seen fucking office space, you know, the, yeah. if you round up, it's millions of dollars. That's what it is. So if you're always just rounding up on your deal to make sure that you're adequately adequately compensated, then you're going to be a better mm-hmm. player over the long period. That's what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. That's how it I works. Get, I 100%, I 100% <laughs> get it. It's like I said, I'm just I, as as any dynasty player when you start to learn your trade partners, yes. you need to set your set your boundary right away with the don't you squeeze me, man. I yes. know it's coming. And well, I know you're going to squeeze it. There's a lot of bad anyway. players too and it's totally different yeah. game against cer- certain players. Like we all have it. Like yeah. I could identify all the different sort of tropes of different guys. Like the guy who sends you like Jamar Chase, you know, you're giving him Jamar Chase and he's giving you like Isaiah Pacheco in a second, you know, and he sends these deals, you know, (laughs) right. And then he's like throws in Cortland Sutton and fucking Logan Thomas. You're like, yeah, still not working, bro. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, so, and I've always said, like, if a guy's doing that, don't educate him. Just don't educate him. Just let him just thank you so much. I I got one the other day, man. Listen to this one. Hold on. You're going to like this offer. I put a bunch. I'm a, I have a dope team. Listen to this was my tr- – I'm not in the playoffs with this fucking team. This is ridiculous. I put – these These are the players I put on the trade block. I was like, Brees Hall, B. John Robinson, Javante Williams, Calvin Ridley, Chris Godwin, Trey McBride, A.J. Brown, Cortland Sutton. And I'm like, I'm just putting them all up there. Court, Cooper Cup, Mark Andrews. That's my team. Like, I put them Jesus. all on the trade block. And I'm like, I'm not in the playoffs, dude. Like, this team Jesus. is, like, just not – right? It is a 10-team it's- league. It's a 10-team league, okay. so it's more advanced, but still, that's a fucking dope team, you know? And I'm like, yep. God damn it. And I lose Andrews. Like, it's it's like not really going to – It's not. I have Lamar Jackson in that team. I'm like, come on. So, like, I set everybody up, and then I get this doozy. You ready for this? Yeah. You all ready? <laughs> I mean, if I had a drum roll, I'd give it to you. 
how do you say no to this? I, all I have to do is give up Brees Hall and A.J. Brown, right? <laughs> no biggie on this end. No biggie. Yeah. So, you know, you don't have to – you're going to have to bring something, right? I don't know where to start. <laughs> I don't know where to start. Like, what's the, be- the best – all right. So, I get George Pickens, Jerry mm-hmm. Judy, <laughs> Devin Singletary, <laughs> and, and a pick, a 24 third. Ooh, he gave you a third, <laughs> not a fourth. Right? right, he moved. I mean, when he was picking the pick that he should include with that shit show, he gave me the 24 third, like, well, that ought to do it. Yeah, that, you know, he he, he felt good fuck? about that third. I was like, I, I mean, but you know what I said? I said, I don't see how that helps me uh, going forward. Thanks for the offer. That's what I said. Which is the appropriate way to do it. Fuck am I you know what him? I mean? That's, yeah, that's. If he that's thinks it. that's anything good, then we. I'll get him if he thinks yeah. that's good because yep. he, somehow he'll fuck it up the other way. If exactly. he thinks that's bad and I'm an idiot, well, why do I need to educate him? He's he's already got it all figured out. I don't need to talk to him about that shit. I just nope. need to be polite and allow this. Stuff. But I'm like, holy shit. You know, there's nothing yeah. to work. There's no counter. There's no. I'm, there's I'm nothing. Like, you don't even have enough shit to get the two players. Uh, it was just ridiculous. So these things happen. There's all sorts of different types of players that'll come your way. And I've always just said, hey, you know, don't educate them. Don't don't preach at them. I mean, there's a couple nope. people you might want to preach at just to, for your own pleasure, but not you know for mm-hmm. any other reason. Just to just to fuck with them because they're that bad. I can think of one, but that's it. Yeah, am I right? I hear you, dude. No, you're totally right. Like, I'm not going to educate you. Um, I'm going to I'm going to remember how you sent me that trade, and at some point in time, I'm coming at you with something, and yes. it's going to be completely lopsided. And if you take it, then game over. Like, I I, I remember that shit very well. Even though I'm in a lot of leagues, yes. I remember those players because they're you just- know the best part now. BZ is like that sends the trade as a DM. Yes. Right. And so you can look back at all the trades that you have either sent or done with that person. I really find that valuable because I forget sometimes and I'll go back and I'll look and be like, oh, this motherfucker sent me an offer for Gabe Davis. That was a little light, but he had a big game. Maybe I'm going to go try and reach out to him again. I, I love doing that. You. Me too, dude. I actually, that's one of my favorite things. If I have somebody on my team that I'm not like digging, but I got people biting, I'm going back and looking at what they are offering and seeing if I can get something done, you know? And that's, it's, that's what I love about the sleeper app, man. Yeah. You you get that, that it's huge. Yeah. It's great. It's a great app. I mean, got to give them a lot of credit. So anyway, you're in this league with me and of course your team is dope. This is the 16 team league. And I don't know, I don't know if you know what I did in that league. Uh, let me see. Let me look. Nope. Let me look. I'm the champ, by the way. Maybe make remember that. I'm the champ. I do Going see back that. to back. See that. Yeah, oh, the gold bar. That's why. Yeah, that's nice, man. You do it's have good. the gold, the gold tassel. Yes, it looks a little gay. I on do. You, to be honest, I'm, it does. It but little, I'm all right with it. Yeah. <laughs> you saw. So I actually loaded up your two like competitors who are at this point, you know, game yes, or two ahead of you. you. Whatever, you know, it's a. You know, they're you're 18 and four. They're 19 and three. 21. Right. So anyway, yeah. I, I I sold everything and I have Caleb now in that league. Yeah, I was Huge. I was like in fifth place and I just in a sixteen yep. team league and I just dropped all the way down to the one on one. I love it. I fucking love it. Yeah, and, and that's what you have to do though, man. Like yeah. you have to be honest with yourself and you just have to say sometimes you just have to break it the hell down. Like don't yeah. ride that thing into the sunset because um, you usually collect collect your value 
rebuild, we come in. Yeah, 2024 is a brand new year. Come in hot with what you want. And you know, I think what a lot it, of times people do, BZ, tell me if you if you sense this from other owners. Either they're not paying attention, that's fine. But the ones that are sort of scared stiff, we, we can call it that, they're like, you know, they'll look at a team and be like, well, all I have is DJ Moore. I can't sell him. All I've got is Calvin Ridley. God, if I yeah. I gotta build around him. You know, it's like, no, no, sell it all to the floor. Cause if all you got is whatever, you know, a couple of guys like that, then you don't got nothing. It, it, see, I, I say the only time you really want to hold somebody is if you think that they're going to be like an elite talent at that Correct. specific position, right? Other than that, man, it's, it's and undervalued at the out. moment, like a Olave. I'm not Correct. selling Olave out a rebuild. No, his exactly. value's fallen and he's probably higher value than that going forward. So I'll just wait for the value Correct. to come back up on a guy like that. Like that Correct. I'm not selling. That's different. I agree with you a thousand percent. Yeah. But you know, again, people need, people really do have to have like, Again, I was just telling you about that trade I made. Like that kid had no business making that trade for Joe Mixon right. and Tyler Lockett. Like I have no idea what he's thinking right. or how, if he thinks that's going to give him an advantage moving forward. You just fucked yourself. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, and you know, I, people, this happens all the time. Like, pick a spot, break it down, or go all in. Yes. Um, th- this Sweet Sixteen League, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to I'm going to trade some future assets for some win now guys that I think could give me a boost going forward. I needed flex players. Um, yeah. cause this is a competitive league. And if I, if I back to back it, I'm extremely happy with that. Right. And if I don't, then I'm kind of maybe a bumming a little bit cause I gave up some future assets and I got to try to go again next year. But you know, it's when you get a window to win, take advantage of that window to win because yes. it, it doesn't come along often. We, we talked about this on a couple of shows back to back and you know, what is, how do you, how do you balance that? And, and I'll ask quickly before we get to that balance. Um, what about, um, what about trade deadline? Do you, are you pro or anti trade deadline in these dynasty leagues? Um, you know, I think that any dynasty league should have a trade deadline right before the playoffs start. Um, that's just my, I mean, I, I get both of them. I've seen a lot of teams where they, I guess I guess when they when they, when you're in playoffs and you're making trades in playoffs, like yes, it makes it fun, it makes it exciting. But the biggest problem is is usually those teams that are competing end up fucking themselves. Yeah. In some way. Yeah. You know, and they they and they end up really hurt the next year. Yeah. Now this gives somebody that's that didn't make like the playoffs it. an advantage. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah. yeah, right. You know, it gives them an advantage moving forward. But I think if you have a trade deadline right before your playoffs, like you should be going to playoffs. If you're in playoffs, you, at that point, you should be feeling good going into playoffs. You shouldn't have to make some kind of weird trade unless there's a big injury or something like that. You know what I mean? It's just. Yeah, I, I guess so. I The one thing I'd say is like, it makes it harder to rebuild when there's a trade deadline. Like if I'm a, if I'm a True. bottom team, I, it's harder for me to sell my stuff earlier in the league. It's way easier for me to sell Logan Thomas. If he's got a great matchup in the semifinals, like. True. You know, so I, I see that. You know, so, you know, Matt Chester actually tweeted that. And I love that tweet. He said, having a trade deadline hurts bad teams more than it hurts good teams. He goes, so, you know, just forget the what you're thinking about a trade deadline. Oh, it's not fair. These teams load up and they're so good. It's like, no, you <laughs> said it. You even said it in your reason. You were like, no, these good teams end up fucking themselves. And I'm yeah. all for it. You know, I like irrational trades in a short sample against me because it makes me better for longer because everybody else is making you know (laughs) bad ev trades and i'm just there to watch them all fuck themselves i'm into that um so 
And honestly, if you want to if you want to trade your 24 first for a player that's a little bit on the edge of that, but you think has got a great matchup and it helps you win a fucking pot of money, then do it. Now, I understand yeah. in some leagues, maybe, you know, collusion becomes a little bit more of an issue. And for those reasons, I get it. All right. If you're in right. a league where you think that they're, they're, you know, maybe whatever, it's an FFPC and there's just a lot of strangers or something like whatever. I totally get that there can be, there's got to be some rules there. But if you're running your league and you're with people you know and your commissioner is strong, alert, and communicative with all the other uh, uh, managers in the league, nobody's pulling that shit past me. No, I'll tell you that much. You know, hundred percent. You know, I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna be the commissioner of a league where some shenanigans go down and I miss it. That ain't happening. Yeah. You know, because that that's just not gonna go down. I'll fucking throw your ass out of the league if you do. You know, so I'm not worried about that. I'm also not worried about a guy overpaying a first round pick for Jerome Ford on a good matchup. Fuck him. Yeah, yeah, Let yeah. him do it. Yeah. What's if the problem? Oh, he, he would never be able to get him. I don't give a shit what all that's fine. You know, yeah. I'm totally into it. You know, so if you're selling, you're probably selling for a reason. If you're buying, you're buying for a reason. I love that. Now, when I don't like it, <laughs> when I don't like it is when I'm in the semifinals and it's the night before fucking, you know, Saturday right. night. And someone all of a sudden puts Tyree Kill in their lineup. It's like, I'm going to fucking Hulk smash someone's fucking head. You know, I am so pissed off. Now, if they didn't get requisite value, I'm going to have a fucking conniption fit. But again, if they don't get requisite value at any point, everybody's going to have a fit. It just so happens that me personally, who's going up against your ass, is going to throw the most epic. So maybe these, these deals are a little bit more under the microscope, but I don't think they're any less valuable to rebuilding or competing. No, I, I I love what you said. I mean, I do have some leagues that have no trade deadline. Uh, they are active, you know, but again, too, it's uh, I've always kind of felt that once somebody's out of the playoffs, like if there's there, there are certain dynasty players that once they know they're out, they just fade. And they yes. just kind of sit in the background, right? And they just wait till next year. And then there's other ones that are super smart, like us, where if <laughs> right. there's blood in the water, baby, we're going. Like, yes. you know, yeah, we see it. We're we're after it. Um, and and that's just kind of I, I see both advantages to it. Yeah. Um, but you know, in, in most leagues, I we have put it up there just because there has been some weird shit. And yes. Uh, yeah, I, you yes. know, I, I I hate people like that. The yes, bullshit. people like, ruin it for everybody awful. else. That's right. But yeah, you yeah. know, hey, crybabies aside, if the deal's fair, like honestly, if someone sold, you know, I don't know, Mark Mark Andrews in a first for Tyreek the night before, and I'm like, fuck, dude, that's kind of fair. I mean, I can't. What am I gonna say? Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? Like, you know, it's just your yeah. that's your problem, bro. You're now going up against Tyreek Hill in the semifinals. I'm sorry. Dude had yep. first round picks and Mark Andrews to give up to get that motherfucker on his team. You're going to have to yeah. eat it. Like, you know, yep. and from redraft players, they're like, dude, that would never happen in redraft. No shit, because there's no next year in redraft. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Exactly, you know? dude. It's, it's, that's the beauty of Dynasty. And that's where people kind of get all weirded out on it. Like, you're, you're literally like, there's just, there's so much you can do with it. Yeah. And listen, listen, like, I, I, the, the big trade talks, like, you know, people trading their right. first to go all in. It's like, just because you make a trade to go all in for a, with a first doesn't mean you're going to win. Uh, you know, say, <laughs> doesn't mean you're going to win, <laughs> but right. it also means you can't make another trade. That's right. Um, the people stack teams all the time. And then literally the next year, I will break that freaking team down and, yes. you know, and, and collect more 
targets moving forward. Like it's not a given that you're going to be this bad for the next three years. And, and let me you ask you this, Beasy. Let me ask you this: yeah. What's more unfair in Dynasty? You're going into the semifinals. You're about to, or into the finals, whatever, a, a, a huge playoff game, and someone trades for Tyree Kill right in front of your ass, right before the game. Is that more unfair than I lose Joe Burrow or something or Lamar Jackson in the semifinals going into the finals Ooh. and can't trade for a replacement? What's more yeah. unfair? You know, it's like it's both very are true. unfair. It's like, you know, I mean, I'm in Dynasty and I can't even fucking make a trade for Gardner Minshew right now. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But he's got the red no, and he's sitting on someone's fucking bench and I can't give a second. I can't overpay two seconds for Gardner Minshew. Like, you know, yeah, you should be able to do that. You know, that's that's like that's what I this can is. see that. I, I can absolutely see that. Like I, I, I kind of start to you, you're starting to turn me a little bit to kind of go yes. more towards that because I, I get both sides of it a lot. Um, yeah, but I do like that because if if an injury is something that you're like you can't predict injuries and right we it's just, it's just it's a massive smack in your face and I, I'll be honest with you I'd be pissed if I lost somebody like in right before the playoff game I'm styling and that's my big guy and if I can't make a move and you know you're going to get a Jake Browning hoping he's going to save your day yeah. you know or whatever or whatever the hell it's just I, I get, again I, I, collusion's I like collusion because if you said you know if all of a sudden two buddies you know Justin Jefferson's got this smash spot in um in 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 weeks you know in the Super Bowl week you know 17 yeah. right and your buddy trades you CD Lamb for Justin Jefferson because CD Lamb sprained his ankle or whatever you know or it has a shitty matchup or it's Jamar Chase Jamar Chase for J- Justin Jefferson because Jamar's got fucking Browning and they're playing the Browns you know and it's like yep. so it's a matchup based trade uh, th- those feel a little bit more fucked up you know yes. like right you're you know and so but those are also that's a little that's kind of collusiony that's that's starting yeah. to knock on the door because you guys are buddies and you trade so again that's bullshit anyhow you know so yes. it's not because of the trade deadline that's because of bullshit shenanigans so correct call yep. it what it is it's not the trade deadline that fucked that up that's bullshit <laughs> that fuck that that's collusion yeah. that's working together that's cooperation that's friendship that's something else that's not a trade deadline problem no that's no that's very very true because there are some we've seen it man i yeah. I, I can definitely say i've seen it in leagues um i think you know nowadays like especially with the leagues that we're all in and stuff yes. like that like it's it's we all make some of us make some crazy trades right and you gotta go what the fuck were you thinking and stuff <laughs> yes. like that but there, there's always a theory behind it at least where yes. if you said to me what the fuck were you doing with this i could say here's my thought process is it yes. fucked up maybe but here it is <laughs> you know yeah. it's not a women of prayer um that's right but you don't see that you don't see that very often nowadays with a lot of people so it's um well i got you know, worked up I, about I a trade in a league we were in the other i don't even remember what trade i don't remember what it oh, was. i can tell you i i, I can tell you exactly what it was tell me it. Oh, um, this is fucking great it, i love you yeah so this this was uh this was twitterverse um and uh term had sent me a trade he wanted stefan diggs and oh it, yeah he I didn't remember. have he, he barely this had any capital hurt. and everything. yes he he sent me a 26 first 26 second uh, 24, uh, 24, third, 24, fourth, Jaleel McLaughlin. And, you know, it's on, uh, and listen, I am one of those dynasty players where I will tell you right now, it is very rare that I sell out that far. Yeah. And it just, it's who I am. I'm 24, maybe 25 max at first. Yeah. But here's what it was, right? 
I love Term, and he's a competitive player, and he's probably going to do some shit to piss me off. But his team, besides this year and going maybe to next year, yep. is looking real rough in terms yep. of like what he can do. Yes. So if I could collect some future assets that I know are going to gain some big steam, and maybe I don't get to see him for a few years, which kind of sucks, it doesn't mean I can't use those assets to to move up in other drafts or to, yes. to use in other spots or whatever. So at this point with this rebuild, I was not getting any offers for digs and he was doing no good sitting on my, like sitting on my roster. It's like, I got, I got to do something here. Yeah. Um, and he gave me that deal. And I'm like, now I've got three first and 24, three and 25, two and, you know, 26. 26 yeah. I've, I've got massive amounts of picks over the next three years to work my team the way that I want it to go. Um, and by the time I actually probably get it to the point where it's competitive, Diggs isn't even going to be a freaking factor anymore. Yeah. So no, that's it, why I went. And so I get fucking pissed off because I'm competing <laughs> with term and because yes. you and I had talks about Diggs, right? Yep. So, you know, you, when you say no offers, I would say, well, I'll push back a little. There was some offers, but we had made the Puka uh, JSN Correct. deal. So you're like, well, he already gave up JSN. He's probably not going to then give up digs, but actually, if you just said, you know, let's do a let's do that exact deal, but also just give me a twenty four or twenty five first, and I'll throw in digs too. I, I would have probably said yes, you know, because now yeah. I'm really fucking stacking my team, and wow, that that's real. I got Puka and digs, and let's fucking go. And so when he got him, I'm like, fuck, a twenty six first. So here's the deal. Here's the here's the key to all that. I'm I'm screaming and hooting and hollering pissed off in the in the group chat and y'all took it personal which you should have because i'm i don't think i made it personal but you should take it i would have said i would have been like go fuck yeah. yourself if i was talking to me so you did and it, it it may have sounded like i was accusing some shenanigans which of course i had right. to quickly say no 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 i no. hate both of you i think the trade is bullshit and i hate your fucking souls but i know you didn't cheat i knew that and yeah. that's what's cool about what you're saying about our leagues. And that's why that story makes sense is like, if you're unsure, I would have been like, these motherfuckers are cheating. If I'm in a league, honestly, if I were in a league, because only because we had a conversation, but I, because I know you so well, because it is that tight knit group. I know, I know you're not, I know that because no. you'd actually do the, you fuck him. I'm not letting him win. <laughs> like hundred percent you know, dude. Yeah. I Listen, fucking hate I, it when he wins a jerk off. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, if, 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 if term wins that league, I have to hear about for the next yeah. three fucking years. You know yeah. what I mean? But <laughs> It's again too like this was my kind of way of just saying all right I'm I'm going for a lot like not a long term build but I'm going to stack myself up with whatever I can get out of this yeah. my roster because it is a little bit older there's not a lot there that's like really really valuable right now so let me just get whatever I can get right now and just sell that value now while it's hot um, yes all I all I can say is if I had waited. You know, Diggs could have broken an ankle and been out for yeah, the year. No now shit. we're now where am I at? You know what I mean? Like yeah, he's worthless. Yep. It's, yep. It was a tough one to swallow on my end, but I think it's going to pay off in the long run. Well, I hope I kick your ass wherever we're both competitive. And yeah, uh, yeah we've kind of gone opposite ways. Like like 16, I went down, you went up. And, you know, Twitterverse, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going up, you're going down. So, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Yep, you sell off. That's the league you're selling that all off. And and that's the, that's the key to it. You know, I actually... I, I'm, you know, I'm sure you have a harder time with 45 leagues, but I've got like 20 and I've got a little, um, actually, cause I'm, you know, a, a boomer, I'm not a boomer, but because I'm a boomer, I have it on my notepad, not an Excel spreadsheet, like you fucking young pups, but I do have it on my notepad. Just 
um, all where I got all my assets, you know, so like, yeah, and where my teams are at. So like, I've got how many teams are in buys, how many are in playoffs, how many are not. And if they're not, I need them, you know, if they're not, I want to pick, you know, so I look yeah. at those teams and those are the teams I'm trying to really maneuver for a better pick if it makes sense to do so. So I've got these two teams that I basically tanked out and it looks like I'm going to get two one ones because of just how I positioned everything. And, you know, that, that, that it, look, if I'm going to, ha- I only have like three rebuilds out of 20, you know, I've got mostly contenders and a couple middlers, um, but yep. two bottom outs. Uh, so about 10%, which probably about where you're at too, I would guess you know, yeah. maybe five or so bottom outs or something like that. Maybe yeah. a little bit more out of 45, but, um, yeah. but, um, but if you're pushing those things down, you got to really go for it, you know, and make sure that yeah. you're trying to set yourself up for a, a long-term dynasty success going forward. If it's not working now, you know, you got to push it and, 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 and sell all those things for picks. So, uh, awesome having you on, man. Holy shit. We just, we could go all night. You're the best. I love it. We could, we, we could go all night, dude. This could, <laughs> I was just like, we're on two hours almost. You know what the best part uh, about this show too, was, and hope, I hope you all enjoyed it was, and I wanted to get where we just got, which was just a conversation, you know? Yeah. And, and it's almost like you're listening to two buddies talk about it. I knew I could do that with you. And that's really fun. Cause this show isn't always that sometimes it's a little bit more, you know, mechanical, because I've got someone who's maybe never been on before. They're used to sort of something else, but I really appreciate this. I hope you all enjoyed this show. Um, I thought it was a little bit different and we got to some really cool stuff all throughout, but you know, you, yeah. you were awesome. And it's so, so good to have you back. Um, hey, I'd, tell the you, pe- I'd, I'd tell you to tell the people where they could find you, but they can't find you. You've been fucking invisible. So a, yeah. um, you, you are a little tiny bit starting to put yourself a little bit back out on, on Twitter or X, whatever the fuck Elon wants yeah. to call it. You're out there a little bit. Tell people where they can find you, brother. Uh, BFF on Twitter, baby. Um, UND undroppables always, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always going to be part of this family. So, um, you know, you'll find me kicking around and all of a sudden one day I'm just going to come back in and come in hot and heavy. So I'll yes. let you know when that yeah. is. Yeah. And, and when you come back, you know, I can't wait to see what you can do. I mean, you know, you started, uh, you know, I hate the word content creator or whatever. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know, but we just were doing stuff here. You were doing a lot of cool stuff. You've, you've got a great perspective. I think the people heard that today. Um, you're so fucking lovable. You're down to earth. And so, you know, the way that you communicate, especially on Twitter and in that form, and certainly in this form, man, a long form, we took a, a big, long show. You can hang with the best of them in this format too, brother. So it's really, really great to have you back. I, I really look forward to what's next with you as, as you start to sort of have some more time to do so maybe this off season, um, you know, is when you can start to, to make that, that, that turn and and come on back and and give us some, some regular content, give the people what they want. Cause I'll tell you, the people do love you busy and for good reason. I appreciate you brother. I appreciate you right back, man. Thank you for the kind words and having me back on, man. As always, great to see you having success right here, brother. This is all you, you've done fantastic. Uh, honored to be a part of it with man. I was, I'm honored to, kind of i you know kind of grow with you in this aspect of it because we you know we were one of the first to do it so yes of you, dude thank you buddy i appreciate it and Hell yeah. on that note on that note on behalf of everybody here at the undrafted on behalf of everybody here at the undroppables on behalf of the greatest podcast producer that has ever walked the streets of philadelphia mr michael Pittsburgh, Duncan, 
Yeah. You have been joined by the BZB. I am Jax Falcone, and we are out. <laughs>